The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. All right, good evening. We are gonna call the December 20th Historic Commission, District Commission meeting to order at 5.02. All right, um, could we get a roll call, please? Here. Eric, I'm sorry, Andrew. Here. Jeremy. Here. Dan. Here. 
Dana? Here. Christy? Here. Great, thank you. So uh, Mr. Mitchell is absent. You said he's on his way. So I don't know, we'll just. Yeah, I think that. Uh, we'll wait till the end to approve his absence if he doesn't show up, is that okay? Yeah. Perfect. All right, uh, approval of the agenda. Luis, is there any amendments to the agenda? Uh, no, there are not. All right, is there a motion to approve the agenda, or to approve the agenda? So moved. Thank you, Dana. Is there support? I'll second that. Thank you, Eric. Those in favor will say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, hearing none, the agenda is approved. Introduction of guests. Are there any guests who are not applicants today? All right, hearing none, seeing none. Um, is there any public comment on non-agenda items? All right, thank you, hearing none. Uh, Luis, would you read the disclaimer, please? Yep, and here's Mr. Mitchell as well. So. Uh, chapter 16, section 22 of the City of Kalamazoo Code of Ordinance states that historical preservation is a public purpose. To serve that purpose, the Historic District Commission is hereby charged with the following responsibilities. A, the Kalamazoo Historic District Commission is empowered to regulate work on the exterior of historic resources and non-historic resources in the historic districts in the city of Kalamazoo and shall otherwise have all powers invested in Historic District Commissions pursuant to the Local Historic Districts Act, MCLA 399-201, 1970 PA 169 as amended 1992. B, to regulate work on resources which by city ordinance are historic or non-historic resources located within local historic districts, including but not limited to the moving of any structure into or out of or the building of any structure in an historic district. The following documents are available in the Community Planning and Economic Development Department located at 245 North Rose Street. These documents will help assist property owners in understanding the responsibilities of owning property in a local historic district, MCLA 399-201, 1970 PA 169 as amended 1992, the Michigan Local Historic District Act, the Code of Ordinances, City of Kalamazoo, Michigan, Chapter 16 Historic District, the Secretary of the Interior Standards for Rehabilitation and Guideline for Rehabilitating Historic Buildings, 1990, Standards and Guidelines for Kalamazoo Historic Districts and Maps of local Kalamazoo Local Historic Districts. These documents and maps are also available on the City of Kalamazoo website at www.kalamazoocity.org forward slash historic preservation. Thank you, Luis. Also, uh, we welcome Mr. Mitchell. Thank you. We'll mark you as here. <laughs> All right, uh, moving into application review. First up is uh, 447 West South. Um, if you can come forward and state your name for the record and tell us about your project, please. Jeff Luce. Nelson Nave, architect. Great, thank you. Can you sort of walk us through the project and uh, what, uh, what you're proposing to do, please? Sure, uh, this is the uh, Kalamazoo House B&B &B next to the art museum. Um, and uh, in the back of the house, there's a uh, carriage house um, it's not original to the house, I understand, but anyway, a little bit newer. And uh, the owners live upstairs in a, a one-bedroom apartment, and they'd like to uh, have a three-way addition. It's a deck, it's a carport, and it has a roof on it.
the uh, structure will be, uh, we started out looking at steel, but it, it's gone to wood. And uh, it will attach to the uh, building. The uh, roof slope will be the same as, excuse me, the existing roof slope. Um, the trim will be wood. And uh, let's see, I guess that's about it. Thank you. Um, questions from commissioners? Tell me more about the plywood uh, facade. I'm concerned on the corners how that might uh, obscure your, uh, I saw that in the pictures, the posts were really nice. How does that tie in? Um, you mean the, uh, the columns or the? The uh, columns, yeah. Well, they actually at this point they may be uh, timbers instead of uh, or posts. Instead of the sculpture. There'll be some trim on them uh, that will look somewhat like some of the trim on the house, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a there's a uh, a wood wall at the uh, on the first floor at the uh, south end, also. Mm -hmm. um, Anyway, what else can I tell you? It'll be, it'll be uh, stained, um, oil stain, because a lot of it will be uh, treated, the uh, posts anyway. Yeah, I thought I thought that it, the sketch had plywood written on it, but maybe I'm mistaken. Well, the uh, wall on the end might have plywood. the panels. I was in its. Yeah, and where that ties into those columns, well, the columns will still be have relief and they'll still show the columns, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, Nelson, could you talk a little bit about, it looks like maybe that awning that's getting removed, just what that is, and I assume it's not, like you said, the carriage house wasn't original to the house? No, it's a fabric awning. It's fabric? Yeah. Okay. And that we're just going to remove that in its yeah, entirety. That's removed. Okay. I'm guessing it used to keep rain off the folks going into their door. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and uh, so I went through and, and was looking at maps. Obviously, sometimes you get pretty lucky when you're finding uh, images of old houses, um, and I couldn't find anything of like the. the construction year of the carriage house, but I was looking at Sanborn maps and then I was also looking at parcel maps, parcel property maps, whatever you want to call them from 1873, 1890, and then the Sanborns that I have in the office are 32 and 58, 19, 32 and 58, and that's where it started to show up. I didn't see it in 1908. There was an outbuilding, but it was in the opposite rear corner, so it was in the southwest corner of the building, uh, so not where the, the current one is. That's why in my report, at least, I said that that's where I came up with at least my supposed years for it, um, being at least before 1932, but sometimes after 1908. One thing you note that uh, you can't see the thing from the, the addition from the street. Uh, it's also in the back where the garages from the Marlboro house, uh, apartments, the condos, there's a lot of uh, sort of maintenance going on back there. It's at the back of the art museum. 
Um, I had a quick question. I was trying to figure out, um, with the addition of a deck on the second level, are we also talking about turning that far window into a door? Yes. Okay, is that included in the, I normally, there would be something also about changing a window to a door. Is there anything in here about that? Do we need to add that, in other words, in order to complete the work, or will they have to do separate things for that? Yes, I left that. We, we only took the drawing so far before we wanted to present it. So. And I just want to make sure you guys don't have to come back to get approval to, to do that, because that you. would be frustrating. I think if you guys want to amend the motion to... <laughs> I think if you guys want to amend the motion, or and if that's what you think it's going to look like, uh, Nelson and... It'll look... Uh, I hope it'll look just similar to the existing uh, door openings and window openings. Yeah. There's a window there, so we'll just drop it down and uh, finish off the brick to match everything else. Okay. Any other questions? Okay. Um, is there a motion? Yeah, I'll, I'll make a motion. But make uh, sure you uh, oh, yeah. get your mic. Um, but I should include in this motion, you know, uh, what we discussed about the door looking like the other door. So uh, I'm going to uh, make a motion to approve the construction of the carport as complying with Secretary of Interior Standards 9 and 10. The Commission approves a certificate of appropriateness for this project and approval and, and all final details to be delegated to the historic uh, preservation coordinator, and then also including in that that the door uh, above matches the door below. Great, thank you, Dan. Is there a second? I'll second that. Thank you, Andrew. Um, any further discussion before we vote? Is there any public comment before we vote? All right, hearing none, could we have a roll call vote, please? Yes. Eric? Yes. John? Yes. Jeremy? Yes. Dan? Yes. Dana? Yes. Christy? Yes. Okay, you are approved, Luis? Yep, so I'll get out a uh, certificate of appropriateness to you guys by the end of the week, um, and then we can stay in touch as you move along with the project and start to look at all the other permits, well, the other permits that you're gonna need to do this as well, so we will be in touch. All right. Thanks Thank for bringing the project much. in, guys. Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Next up is 528 Village. Is there anybody here to present the... Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. No, please come up. State your name um, for the record and tell us about your project, please. Sure. My name is Emily Petz and I'm replacing my non-compliant historic front door with a um, more appropriate door. So that is the project. Great, thank you. Um, so actually one thing I'll show you or tell you is that the, um, the screen is a 36 by 80, so it's a, already a traditional sized um, front screen glass door. And then the door behind it is a bit of a different size, but um, from the uh, road, the appearance is the same as that that opening is already the 36 by 80. Okay. 
And the new door is going to be a fiberglass door? Correct. What, yep. it, what door is, what is the material that the door that is, is now? Is steel. Okay. With some type of, I don't know, added trim to make it look appropriate. <laughs> yep. Okay. Questions, comments from the commission? Um, the, these doors, uh, each case stays on its own, but we've, uh, I've always approved the fiberglass door, especially uh, in the paneled style like that. It's pretty much, in fact, when we approved uh, probably three or four meetings ago, it was, it was being installed today at the one that there on South Street. It was, I was working around the corner. So um, I, I think, uh, I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm A-OK -okay with it. So. Okay. Is the upper rectangle glass? Yeah, that is all glass. I don't okay. know why the image is like that. It's a clear um, glass, low E, Aragon, gas in between, yada, yada. But th it should be clear. Okay. That's just the image is weird. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to make sure that everybody. Um, there were specifications that. also provided, and, yep. and it'll specify that the glass is confirmed clear. Great. Yep. Okay. It's an improvement over over what's there too, and it's it's tough to discern the difference of those those fiberglass doors unless you're right up on them. Great. Any other discussion? All right. Is there a motion? I'll move. Uh, I move to approve the replacement of the door as specified. This proposal complies with Secretary of Interior Standards numbers 126. Um, the Commission approves a certificate of appropriateness for this project. Approval of any final details to be delegated to the historic yeah. preservation. Thank you, Dean. Is there a second? Yeah, I'd second that. Thank you, John. Um, any further discussion before we vote? All right, hearing none, is there any public comment before we vote? Hearing none, Casey, can we have a roll call vote, please? Andrew? Yes. Eric? Yes. John? Yes. Jeremy? Yes. Dan? Yes. Dana? Yes. Christy? Yes. Great. Luis? Yep. So it passed, and I'll send you the certificate of appropriateness for that by the end of the week, um, and then you'll be good to go with Great. installing it. So. Yep. Great, thank you so much. Yep, of course, thanks for bringing it in. Thank you. Okay, um, moving on to approval of minutes. We have the October minutes to approve um, and the November minutes to approve. If I remember correctly, we didn't have enough people here in November who were part of the October meeting to approve those, so. Um, uh, I make a motion to approve the October minutes. Thank you. Is there a second? I'll second. All right. Thank you. Uh, those in favor will say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. Hearing none, the minutes for October are approved. Moving on to the November minutes, are there any uh, changes or are we good to approve them? Well, I guess I would just add under new business hearings that we we didn't have a hearing on the 528, right? 
And so I, I would just You're right, that one got, after I made the packet, it got withdrawn, but I can go back and indicate that on the notes. Yeah, um, that was postponed. Withdrawn. Yeah, at the request of the applicant. So I can go ahead and change that one on there. That is a good catch and I appreciate it. Thank you, Dana. Anything else? All right, can we have a motion to approve the minutes as amended? I move to approve the minutes for the November meeting as amended. I'll Thank second. you. Thank you. All those in favor will say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, hearing none, the minutes are approved. Administrative approvals, uh, Luis, anything that you'd like to report to the commission? No, it's really slowed down substantially now that we've gotten into the colder months. The work that's being um, applied for is all I can speak to, I suppose. So um, nothing of, of note at all. It's all been pretty generic repairs, so. Okay. Um, other business, board application reviews? Yep, so as we all know, Mr. Berg and Mr. Mitchell will no longer be with us on this board after this meeting. Um, so we have some holdovers from last time, and I'm not sure if, I think that two of them are traveling and weren't able to join us. You guys already spoke with them. Um, Jimmy Johnson might come in, but I'm not sure at what time, and I think we got through this business a little bit faster than I anticipated oh. we would. Um, Was there a time that you had told him? I just kind of always try to say like 520 or 525 or something, so, um, but I know that two of them could. Okay. Um, so. Um, only Christy wasn't on the board last time to hear them anyways because you were applying anyhow. Um, I have the, I know that we'll only be able to pick up, even though we're gonna have two vacancies, one more person because we need to fill the, the, uh, the architect uh, position anyways. So um, just something to keep in mind regarding that as well. Okay, well let's give Mr. Johnson a couple minutes to see oh. if he shows up. Yes. Um, excellent. Right on cue. Right on cue. So uh, we actually were just in the throes of talking about new applicants. Um, so typically what we've done is you kind of tell us a little bit about why you're interested and the commissioners may have a few questions. Um, sure. But I don't know, I missed the last one. Lisa. No, and I, I know it's your second round <laughs> doing this, but I know that some people were absent from the last meeting and then we have one new member uh, anyways. So if you wouldn't mind entertaining us again with, with that, um, sure. that would be great. So um, you can go ahead whenever you're ready. Okay, yeah, I applied to be on the commission because uh, for one, I used to live on uh, South Street, so I had an interest in some of those old homes uh, from that point on. Um, I think that this commission provides a lot of value to our city, our community, because it preserves a lot of the history. Um, and I'm always looking for ways to get involved in the community and would be interested in um, learning more about Kalamazoo's history and serving in that way. Great. Questions? No, I asked him some questions last time. He's a history teacher at Lloyd Norks, so yep. go Knights. And, <laughs> yep. you know, I, I, I like the idea of having somebody that could uh, um, take some of what's happening here and he's pr um, probably weave it into his classroom with our, <laughs> and, and I th so, I'd be excited to have them replace either you or myself. Thank you, John. Any other questions? Hmm. We made him come all the way down here for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Are, are more applicants showing up, or are we just going to get somebody? So the other two could not make it for holiday travel, uh, which I understand is this meeting falls so close to Christmas. So I do appreciate you coming down anyways. Um, the other uh, materials, we can scroll through if you want, and they were in the last packet that I mailed out to you guys. Um, if you guys want to, I think we should at least talk about the other two applicants as well. Um, I guess just for the sake of, of, of doing so, as they still wanted to be considered for um, the positions. As I was saying earlier, we'll only be able to fill one spot right now because we also need to have an architect role. Um, or not a role, but someone needs to be a licensed architect that's also on the board. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind too. But okay. Yep. So so you're so, so there's one vacancy right now. There will be there's, two when you guys be, both come on. Okay. Well. Okay. We filled the we filled the vacancy. So you're yep. still in the, looking for an architect. Yes. Yep. And there is no applicant that's an architect. No. At this so time. I guess effectually there is only one uh, vacancy. If you guys want to look at it that way too. So. Okay. Um, so we will deliberate, I guess, and make a decision, and then. Um, Louise will communicate to Mr. Johnson what what the next steps are or yep. what decisions been made. Yep, definitely. Good. Okay, thank you so much for apologies for the short interaction no. there. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, I was late. No, not no, no, no once at all. You were just on time. So right. yeah. yeah, we burned through the first two cases. It was a, a shorter meeting than I thought. So uh, sounds good. But yes, thank you so much for coming down. Um, Casey, I don't know if you have the one up that has the. Uh, the other materials and I don't know I didn't put it into these printouts because it made it the packet 75 pages with the materials in it so I didn't want to do that much printing I'll be completely candid um, but it was in your guys's last packet that I did mail out and then it is up here too I know that we didn't have a couple people for those uh, the hearings last time anyways um, but we can certainly go through. Everybody's there were some stellar resume. They were all stellar, very qualified. I mean, that uh, it was it's a good pool of applicants. Yes, out about that. I agree. Did um, Elizabeth speak at the September meeting when I was here? Is that? Yes, she did. I think that she was the first one. To... She's a school she... principal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. she, I think, she lives on Vine Street, and mm -hmm. um, also impressed me with some of her comments when you guys asked her question. Um, Yep, so in the email version, I did give you guys the complete 75. One of the people's uh, applications is just quite long, but I don't want to cut it short because they did submit it to us for review, so. Um. And if there's anything else that you guys want to see up on the, the screen too, or anyone that you guys want to go to and, and just go over there, you know, the kind of um, question and response thing from the city application portal, if you will, we can also pull that up so we can also look at it uh, together.
that little midget with the mask is the real Paul Seeker, the people that we volunteered to go tell stories about Korea. Yeah, I think that we had a, we, we had a great, you know, five people applied last time and then just so many of them wanted to be considered again, um, which I think is, is awesome. Um, I might have to do some teeth pulling for the architect <laughs> uh, one, but we'll see and it, it is cool. I think that, you know, this was uh, interesting setup that we had this time because some of them came before anyway, so some of you guys are acquainted with them, some of you aren't, and then it's so close to the holidays, like I said, that um, it doesn't surprise me at all that people are out of town or getting ready to go out of town, especially with the purportedly imminent storm. Yep. James T. Jackson, I see you're sitting here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, um, I, I think any of them would be qualified and, and a joy to work with. Um, I do think that James brings some um, diversity in terms of his youth. Um, so we, we do. I was thinking the same thing. I I was. <laughs> yeah, we need some youths. Yeah, I I know James. He goes by Jimmy. I he's taught my children in Norix and. I don't. I wasn't here for the other applicants. But I like the, I like the idea of somebody that's seeing probably five different classes a day, that is a history teacher. I, that, some of that's that's attractive to me is for the community and whatever he does with it. You know, I think he. So if we we're going to make a motion, I'd, if it's time to, or if we're still deliberating, otherwise I'd, I'd make a motion to nominate him. Yeah, and I need to remember how the nomination motion goes too. So yeah, I don't remember. I. It's long. Isn't it's long? Isn't it we move to recommend? Yeah, to the, the mayor commission. actually has to approve. Uh, yeah, for the, the mayor's got to approve it. Right. Yeah. Recommend to the mayor. So should I do? I, I make a motion that that uh, I, that we recommend to the mayor that James T. Johnson be appointed to the historic district commission. There you go. Thank you. All right. Thank you, John. Thank you, Eric. Any further discussion or? Deliberation before we vote on that. I, I did like the uh, other lady who came before. Oh, please make sure to use your, your microphone. Sorry. They're all they're, they're, they're all great great candidates. We all have to remember to use the microphones, please. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I I think the only thing that I noticed is the the woman that you're talking about. I think is Elizabeth Hartman. Yeah, the one who's the principal. She's also the only person who mentioned having actually done renovation work on a historic property. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I know that's not something that I've done a lot of, and I appreciate folks who have that experience on the board to answer some questions about like, okay, how hard is it actually to reglaze a window or fix an old door or something like that? So it's I a, can it's imagine- It's a half hour home show, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, coming from someone who's uh, not a layman, 
who, who works in it, yeah, that, that, that can be helpful information, you know, because a lot of people bite off more than they can chew, yeah. But the, the only, I'm not saying that I wouldn't support Jimmy's, um, James's uh, nomination, just thought it was worth noting that was the one difference I noticed between the candidates was she was the only person who mentioned having gone through the process themselves, and I can imagine having some uh, empathy for the applicants mm -hmm. isn't the worst thing in the world. Sure. Um, and then also, to your point about diversity, too, that brings more women to the board, too, and uh, more evens that out, too. Okay, good discussion. I guess before, I'm guessing looking at the diversity, what are we looking at in terms of an architect? Are there female architects? There are. In town? <laughs> I'm sure that there are. I think that that's just going to be a, a little bit more of a deep dive for me to put out some more um, pointed calls, if you will, for, for people. And um, doing so in a way, I don't know if there's appeals that I can make to AIA things for people or, or looking at uh, just further experience maybe for young architects too, younger, not trying to <laughs> yeah. say anything, but you know, just to let them know that this is another good experience to look at historic things, um, diversify their portfolios or the way that they look at this stuff too. And I think that that's I think one challenge we have is I think you have to live in the city. That is definitely right? so, a, a tricky one. So that narrows it down quite a bit. Um, uh, I had a, one guy that I was twisting his arm for, and then he took a, a position on the AIA board and has a one-year-old. So I feel bad like putting the screws to him to do it. He could, so, he could still take on a little bit more. So I mean, you just, you just <laughs> let him know. But, but I, think that, I can also push through the AIA, and, and I just don't know how many live in the city. I right? think that that is certainly a, a restricting factor. And mm -hmm. this is the only one that there's two restricting factors on. The only position on this entire board where you have to live in the city and you have to be an architect. So that certainly does confine that pool a lot more. Yeah. Um, I, I know someone who is uh, in their masters for architecture. Does that count or does it have to be a certified architect? I think I need to go back, but I think you need to be a licensed I think you architect. need to be licensed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can I ask a question to people who have been around longer? Well, why wouldn't everyone have to be living in the city? They do. I think we everyone, do. Everyone has to live in the yeah, city. I think okay. everyone on the board has, yeah. to, has to be living but in I the city. But I think that it's just that's the one that's doubly tough then because you have to live in the city and be a licensed architect, duly yeah. licensed architect in the city, in the state of Michigan. So. Um, I think that still, you know, hitting the AIA newsletters or, or things like that um, would be great. And then just continuing to put feelers out, I guess, wherever possible. So, okay. I'll work on my end and see what I can do. But. Yeah, and I appreciate the help that you've given me too. So, until we find an architect, do we just operate without one or do you extend your? So, I think that that's stay. a two-pronged answer that I can give you. One, when I read through the ordinance last time, it didn't say anything about you're not allowed to conduct business without the architect. Two is that the ordinance also says that if there's a position that's not filled, you can stay on the position until it does get filled, but that's obviously your prerogative and your choice. Should we look at broadening it to include an engineer, or say architect slash engineer, and what would it take to do that? 
I think that that would be changing the ordinance, and I think that right. that's a, a can of. Well, if we're having trouble getting an architect, we should at least, uh, I mean, maybe we should broaden the, the people that work in, in this field professionally mm -hmm. that would that would have that type of certification that's very mm -hmm. familiar with it. Yes, I agree, and that would make it bigger. And I need to go back and check, too, to see if that's a requirement of state law. A lot of the ordinances are just kind of taken directly from state law regarding what's going on for historic district commissions. Um, I think that is a good point, though, especially if we look at the pool of people. I don't know a list of architects in my head, yeah, but you're I, right. You know, people that live outside of the city but work here is certainly like right. another wrinkle. Because um, I run into a lot of people that are architects, but I can't guarantee that they all live inside the city, even though they might work here. Yeah, I would think that amending the ordinance to be more broad like that, mm -hmm. I would normally completely agree with what John said. I just I feel like this is a matter of aesthetics and something that architects are more suited towards than engineers. Mm -hmm. um, but do the engineers at your firm know that you think that way? <laughs> I have been called a frustrated engineer by many people. So I, I just, I you know, I don't know. It's 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 building facades. It's not, you know, maybe a structural engineer. But again, they don't. Structural engineer doesn't care. What, I mean, I had a debate this week with a structural engineer that said, it doesn't, the steel doesn't have to be primed. I'm like, well, it's rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Let's prime it. <laughs> so, you know, um, I think that it's just a, it, it would be a lengthy process. <laughs> I think um, this has operated for so long with the architect thing. It does beg the question if we have leaned. I think that you can have like a six-year term, honestly, yep. on this, right? So I can't remember exactly what year the HDC was started as a separate entity from the HPC, but I want to say it was sometime in the 70s, and everyone, if everyone's taking six-year terms, that only puts you, you know, you could only have had like five or six people in that entire span yeah. of time, too. I know Jason Novotny was on before me and, and Nelson before yep. him. Um, so, you know, I think if you asked Nelson, he'd do it. <laughs> um, but that, you know, comes with its own, you know, he's pretty opinionated, so. Yeah, and I don't know, I need to, I wish I was more versed in the ordinance right off the top of my head, but there are term restrictions, and then there's like a clause that says how much time you need to wait in between before you can come back on, and I'm not sure if there's a hard and fast gap, or a cap, mm. like at the, the top saying you cannot go above this amount of time ever, so. Um, just things to consider, I suppose. Okay. Well, I think for me, I mean, I, you know, I would like to rotate off. Um, I certainly am happy to come in January and we can work hard to try to find someone in the next month. I guess I don't want to commit to like forever until we find someone. No, and I don't think, <laughs> that's why I said, you know, it's completely your prerogative. If you would be willing to come in January, I think that we would, be thankful, and I think that that can also help ease the transition between chair to, to what we need to do, and we could look at holding elections then in January to make a smoother transition into the next one. Okay. Um, so if you'd be willing, I'm just, yeah, sorry. No, I can do to, uh, to pull you uh, oh, away You know what, stuff. I am gonna be out of town. Are you? I have a interview in Seattle okay. on the 18th. Okay. So so we had to move that, that meeting that month anyways because MLK Day interferes with it. 
Okay, so it's gonna push it, and so we can, maybe like, it's a happy coincidence, but we can look at it moving it around. Okay. For special meeting notices, you just need to do it 18 hours before, and I think it would become a special meeting or a reschedule, but we'll talk more about okay, it when yeah, I look at the calendar, so, yeah. All right, so we do have a motion and a second on the table, which I, I think we need to vote. So um, I guess, Casey, can we have a vote on Mr. Johnson's um, recommendation, please? Andrew? Yes. Eric? Yes. John? Yes. Jeremy? Yes. Dan? No. Dana? Yes. Christy? Yes. All right, thank you. That did carry. I'll notify Mr. Johnson um, of that, and then we can obviously talk, Jeremy and I. Yep, we so will. Then, John, I'm sorry, but you've you've been bumped off then because Jeremy will stay on to, to keep the architectural code. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna. I had hadn't thought about it when we talked about the agenda yeah. about elections, but. Um, when I kind of flipped this page, thought about it, but you said we could do it in January. Yeah, and I think I can move it to January. I need to look, Sharon had a calendar of when they usually happen, but I, I'll just put it there because I think it makes the most sense for us anyways, because that's naturally when terms end in this commission anyways, always. So I think it would make the most sense to have them in January. Okay. I mean, we're not going to elect the newest people to be the chair, so yeah, I don't, it sure feels like the people in this room would be the people to decide. So if we wanted to get it out of the way, I think we could. But if you want to wait till January, I think we can. I just don't know if we could do it today, technically, because we didn't amend the agenda and it's not on the agenda. Gotcha. Okay. Would be my understanding, but so I apologize. No, and that's if, fine. If you can't make it too, that's fine. And we can still, in January, we can still work things out. Um, so it's not a, a very big deal and we've had, you know, Dan has held meetings before anyways and I think you're right that it does make sense that the elder members would probably be the ones that would uh, matriculate into those roles anyways, it seems to me. So um, yeah, I wanted to thank both of you guys anyways for your service on the board. So I know that I was only with you for one year but uh, you know, you guys both completed your terms. So <laughs> that's very good and uh, we all ex uh, appreciated your expertise on things, so thank you. No, thanks for having us. I think yeah, it's yeah. Education for, for me, I know, so I've enjoyed yeah. it. All right. With that, is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. Thank you, Dana. Second. Second. Thank you, Dan. Uh, those in favor will say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, we are adjourned. 541. Thank you.